Three shots, four par, I just do two, one pup, par four, birdie, woohoo, new driver, info, replace, M2, par five, fairway, what you finna do, think I'll try to get on into, start right, good line, good view, Andrew, shoot Welcome to On The Screws Podcast. Uh, this is a bit of a milestone for us, and we've got a couple of great guests here, uh, Jeff and Todd Bishop, the co-founders, co-owners of Dormy. Um, this is episode number 50, which is a big milestone for Bryce and I, so really appreciate you guys, uh, Jeff, Todd, Hopper on um fellow canadians and uh you guys have kind of kind of done it all in the uh the golf industry so appreciate you coming on um how are you guys doing this morning doing good yeah doing great man i i like done it all i I don't think we're there yet but uh a lot of uh, a lot of big contacts a lot of nice contacts and and uh it's nice like i was saying my friend who listens to the podcast all the time shout out to kirk i know he's he's one of our first listeners and uh i was saying he's from tatamagoosh and he's uh he's a a big fan of dormy and and everything kind of nova scotia he lives up here with us now so i know uh he was pretty excited cool. to hear you guys were coming on so um order in that i think he's got an order in the bank for the christmas uh holidays and whatnot like i was saying so thought we'd uh they produce kinda- some good beer out of there too yeah, they do. They do. I have, uh, well, I had to give it back to him, but I had one of his face coverings, but I've had a few beers from there and they're uh, pretty good. Um, thought we would just maybe ask you guys for a little introduction, either one of you, if you want to, uh, Jeff, Todd, whoever wants to take the floor, kind of tell us about Dormy, how it all got started. Um, give us that, uh, you know, the story of the brand and everything, uh, everything included. I'll let go Todd ahead, lead her off. You want me to do it? Yeah, you go. You lead her off, buddy. All right. Um, everything kind of started in 2014 and we had, uh, had a golf school going in the city and, uh, you know, we, we still currently have our PGA Canada cards. And, uh, so we're still very current and play as much as we can. And, uh, that's probably shown quite a bit on our Instagram stories and stuff like that. You can tell that we're still on the grass a fair amount. And, uh, so, but in 2014 we were, we were coaching, and uh, Jeff came up with the idea of getting into the leather space. And I was kind of perplexed because we already had a, uh, a ball marker that we were trying to do. So that was two things. And then there was going to be this third thing that was getting tossed into the mix. And everybody says, you just need to be good at one thing to be successful. So now we're going to try to do three things. So I thought, man, this is going to be a rough road. And you know, kind of divesting the energy and money that we could put into one thing is now get spread to three. And in any case, uh, Jeff just was like, oh, I'm just going to keep on going with without you. So I was like, well, I'm not going to let him take it too far away from me here. So we uh, got it going. And, um, you know, it was it was definitely a laborious uh, task because of the uh, lack of equipment, lack of knowledge, lack of fundage, just accessibility to basically everything you'd ever need to get into the head cover space. But, um, it was definitely the lowest barrier to entry. And, uh, so that was, that was kind of what, how it all started. And, and it was September where there was a Ryder cup on, and that's uh, kind of where the name was derived from because they kept speaking about, uh, dormy in this dormy, this dormy, that. So, uh, that was one of the words that we thought would be cool for the business. And then, uh, we wanted to have that old world feel, um, so we thought if we put the workshop in there, people will kind of get the kind of that feel that there's there's somebody, there's a craftsman or a crafts lady that's, you know, working while sipping whiskey and, and uh, popping rivets and, you know, all these kinds of uh, romantic uh, leather leather industry things that you've seen over the past. So that's that's kind of how the name came from. 
I like that uh, that vision there, the uh, sipping whiskey and popping rivets. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> I chuckled there. That's funny. I'm definitely uh, I'm I'm a whiskey guy. I have a um, I have one upstairs from a uh, the name escapes me right now, but I'll try and I'll try and link it if I can. But it's from a, a Nova Scotia brewery. Um, I had wanted in like a little uh, little golf event or something. It was uh, it was pretty good. I wish I had it sitting in front of me right now, but uh, a little early for right? that. We're having this chat pretty early, uh, pretty early in the morning. <laughs> um, but I I had listened to a couple of your podcasts, and he's told like a cool story about going with like a leather duffel bag to find a lady on Kijiji and kind of, you know, connect from, I don't know, just people in the community really to get them, you know, into the shop and get some work done from an Italian guy or an Italian leather guy. So it's kind of a, a neat story to hear about how you guys kind of brought it from where it was then to, to where it is now. I think you have 30, uh, 30 staff or so. Yeah, just under 30 staff. And, uh, you know, there were, there were some characters over the years and there was the dragon lady, King Arthur. Yeah. Um, those are the two main kind of ones that actually had taken kind of a, a personality, you know, that, uh, <clears throat> also people that, uh, you know, did have lots of experience in their own crafts and, uh, and certainly helped us understand, you know, how we've made decisions and, and what equipment we needed and, and where the barriers were for us. So, uh, um, yeah, there's lots of local, local. Uh, local cats that uh, that helped us along the way. I like it. Did any, did any of them stick around? Or are they still there? Or? King Arthur still has his store, um, and uh, he was he was like a Type A personality, so he was he was tough to work with. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, very, so was very, he like he didn't know anything about about golf, right? Like was he the uh, like I listened to a past podcast. Um, shout out to New Nine Golf. I, I love Brandon's work, um, and he was like a, just an Italian, like, I guess, leather shoemaker or something. So he didn't know anything about golf at all. He, yeah, he was in leather, leather jackets really was okay. his, his tra- passion and trade. Um, but, uh, and, and it has a, a nice store, uh, and then it had a you know, kind of alteration and, and he did make some coats as well. But when we brought in this, it was, yeah. A little bit strange, I guess, a little bit foreign to him. Yeah he didn't know what they were and trying to explain it. And he, he just wasn't passionate like he was for the other stuff. Did you guys get the reception that you have now? Like, did you notice it like right off the hop? Like when you first started building a couple of head covers, did you notice like, you know, people were really interested in them or was it kind of like a really niche market for you? Well, yeah, I, I would, Oh, yeah. go ahead, Todd. Go ahead. Just like, for example, um, Eric Banks, who's one of the best golfers to come out of Atlantic Canada. We, he's put up this post. Uh, it was last night actually, because he's part of our team dormy. We got 29 um, characters that are all golf people that are either athletes or club managers. And they've all helped us along the way. And Eric was our kind of first ambassador because we, I, I, I had worked with him a little bit as, as a coach and uh, when he was younger and he, he uh, he put that post up and we had met him in a, in a Costco parking lot. And it was one of the first covers that we'd ever made. And it had the Nova Scotia um, emblem that's in the middle of our flag. And it was on a really stiff piece of uh, kind of, it was almost like a piece of tile, this leather is so thick. It's, it's the kind of stuff that would hold like a gun holster or a, or a magazine for a clip. And, uh, but we were able to emboss it and put the blue Nova Scotia colors on it. And 
Eric had said he remembered when he saw it, he was like, oh man, this is cool. Like it's, it's leather and there's, there's something here that speaks to me because I'm Nova Scotia and I'm going to be traveling and playing. And, and that was his first take on when we introduced that piece to him. And basically everybody that we've ever met or in the early days, they all were very positive and open to it because it was, it was, it's kind of a new space and a lot of people hadn't been exposed to it. So to, to answer your question kind of a, in a circuitous way, it was a pretty open um, and warm welcome to most of our ideas, which was very rare in from our previous experiences. In yeah, our- that's awesome, too, because, I mean, you guys were almost one of the first ones to do the whole custom head covers and go out of the realm of like company head covers to come with your club and you just use that. Um, back to what I can remember, you guys were like kind of the first ones to go out to do um kind of non-stock head covers right there, there really weren't many and that that was where the you know the best opportunity you know we had positioned ourselves for yeah. um there there were a couple that were doing kind of like you could kind of customize a, an existing cover of theirs but like true you know from the ground up custom did not exist yeah yeah so, who, either one of you guys, Jeff, Todd, uh, again, we're talking with Todd and Jeff from uh, Dormy Workshop. Um, thanks again, guys. This is yeah. uh, this is really cool. Now, I'm I'm truly fascinated. I know Bryce was really excited for this episode, too. Like, we're fascinated with, like, the creation process, like you mentioned. Um, so, is there one designer that kind of, or, you know, artist that kind of designs each of the head covers or as a group, do you guys kind of come, come together and come up with a couple ideas or like you have hundreds of, of head covers now. So how does that process work for you guys? It's, it's certainly evolved um, over the years. And uh, truthfully, I learned how to do, how to use Photoshop mm. uh, back in the day. So that, that was, I was doing tutorials on uh, YouTube on how to you know use Photoshop. Uh, yeah and it, it was like the worst artwork you've ever seen it just <laughs> so bad um but it got us you know got us through and uh and now we have an actually robust uh design team of four designers they're all super talented uh, super talented one of them is our, our younger brother and he heads the department um and uh he, he's also one of the owners and and has grown with the company beautifully and, and really you're going to start to see um some really forward thinking stuff coming up in the in the very near future um and uh but yeah you know from the the, the process and how it has evolved has changed so much where you know the interaction with the the customer was always in depth but now you know it's we can guide people into better things faster you know, like there's less back and forth. Um, and, and the, what the production team is doing to back up the sales team and the design team, uh, we were kind of laughing about this yesterday because, you know, the sales team will sell anything and then say to the designers, can you make this? And they're like, why would you sell this? You know? And yeah. then the, the design team will design something and then we'll bring it back to production and production is like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's funny. And, uh, yeah, but uh, they, they enjoy a challenge and uh, um, certainly it has allowed for 
you know, great progression in the space and, and, uh, you know, set us apart from, from the rest of, of our competitors. Well, I guess I those barriers to, uh, I, uh, sorry, Bryce, I guess those barriers kind of help create some of the most like unique head covers in the game too, right? What you guys have been able to do. So that's uh sorry, Bryce, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that I'm surprised they said they couldn't do it. Cause I've seen them do some crazy head covers over the, over the years. So it, it certainly wasn't without a fight. <laughs> You know, like the, uh, and I think we're optimistic and we believe in the team and that runs through from the production manager to, you know, again, sales guys, to the owners, to, yeah. uh, you know, any leads in the departments right down to the, the person who's you know, cutting the leather. Uh-huh. Um, now seeing what has become possible really opens the imagination to what else can we do? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Sorry, um, Bryce, you're, you're up. I, uh, I I jumped in front yeah, of you a couple guys, times. Go ahead. Do you guys uh, outsource your leather? Like, where, I don't know if you want to get, just want to get into that, but I was wondering where you got your leather from. Is it coming from like a different country? Because I mean, I've had one of those in my hand, and they feel amazing. Like they're so soft and malleable, and I just want to know if it's outsourced from a different country or around here. I tons mean, of different sources. Yeah, I'll I'll speak to it. Todd. Yeah, yeah. Ton, tons of different sources, and uh, certainly domestic um, tanning of leather does not exist yeah. anymore. And uh, most of our stuff comes from Italy and through a distributor. And uh, and we we do take we've taken a couple of trips over to Italy to do our own sourcing and and find new techniques and and prints and and further advancements in the in the leather industry because there's tons of stuff um that's going on that you know we still are scratching the surface on what's possible right yeah but you know italy uh that the leather tanning process is you know pretty uh pretty harsh um but italy has done a really good job with centralizing it and they use the same water supply so it helps the conservation and uh, sustainability so um most of our stuff is is Italian or European based, um, and and most all hides of the most hides are either tanned in South America, uh, in Asia, or in Italy. Wow! So you got you got leather coming from all over then, all the tanning process, anyways. Certainly, and you know a majority of our hides now are um, of U.S. origin. So uh, you know that the, the cows will. Uh, come from the u.s they ship the hides actually over to italy to be tanned and then come back to the u.s oh that's cool yeah um so jeff me and you were kind of talking off camera there a bit and uh we're talking about uh jeff the line how he was with the leafs and how you guys kind of sent some head covers over for the toronto maple leafs charity tournament um I just want to touch on that and like how do you guys do that like um, with a lot of charity tournaments? Do, are you guys involved in um, in the community a lot like that and kind of how you got into that NHL head covers and got the contracts and stuff? Yeah, well, you know, Jeff DeLine um, was uh, an intro that came from uh, Modern Golf actually, um, and uh, it, it took a couple of years to come to fruition. And and we just said at one point that was it was ten o'clock at night, and I was you know, rack my brain for who it was that, you know, modern golf had reached out to us and we wanted to do some stuff for the Raptors and Leafs. And anyways, I, I, uh, I was like, we just got to make this guy something that he can't say no to. So I emailed him at like, it was midnight and, uh, 
and he said, make us something. Uh, he gave us, he sent us all the logos the next day and, and kind of the rest was history. Um, but yeah, yeah. To answer your question, um, we do lots of charity stuff. Uh, we donate lots to charity. We also do tons of charity events where, you know, there'll be a budget and a gifting aspect to the charity event. And, uh, that goes from NHL to golf courses, to, uh, corporate, to, uh, you know, our friends that, uh, you know, run a charity event for someone they feel passionate about and someone they may have lost or someone, uh, in a, in a fight themselves. So if we can stay on the NHL topic, cause obviously, you know, we're all hockey fans to some extent here in, uh, in Canada, unfortunately, some of us are, uh, unfortunately degenerate Leaf fans, but, uh, are you, are you guys like, you guys are creating head covers for any, any NHL team. Like I see them in golf town. Um, you still have that connection. You guys are still doing, uh, you're still doing the product for the NHL line. Yeah. We still got our license. We're into year three now. Nice. And uh, yeah, so it's we've got uh, a cool surprise too with uh, Golf Town. Um, they just signed Grant Fuhrer as one of their uh, new athletes as an ambassador, and we've been working with Grant almost since day one because it was one of the first truly like hand cut um, covers I've ever made. So we replicated his goalie mask. Oh wow! Yeah, and, and it was like pretty rudimentary but like the mass that we chose was simple enough that i was able to just cut out the pieces and pull them together and and, and those uh that mask has has kind of lived on and and we progressed into some much more detailed ones um in any case uh fuel there's going to be like a grant fuel collection and it's it's it it will reside i believe in golf town and we're not sure exactly how it's all going to roll out but we know that's what we're working on next so that's kind of like a, a fun side pot that has come from the, the NHL connection. We've got a lot of guys that we've worked with in the past, um, but the license has given us, you know, almost full reign on, on doing whatever we, whatever we can. So whether we're trying to get into an arena, uh, it was Seattle Kraken, we've done a whole bunch of different things working with one of their owners there. And um, each team has such a different story and fan base and, localized twist to their covers it is um, it can be pretty overwhelming trying to to make it speak to each fan as opposed to just logo stamping that you see all the time um, you know in most overseas products it's just a synthetic leather slap a 20,000 stitch count uh, logo on the top and and call it a day but we've we've done some some really heavily ornamented ones from leather applique that are pushing the boundaries of you know the 300 bucks a pop but these are pieces of art. And uh, when people see them and feel them like, man, this is, this is like something I've never seen before. And if you're a diehard fan, it's like, I probably won't even put this outside. I'm going to put it in my man cave, get some <laughs> autograph it. And that's the end of it. Todd, does that bother you at all? Like this might be uh, uh, a touchy subject for you guys, but does it bother you at all when, when you kind of see people duplicating your work? I mean, we have a, we have this monster text chain going on between there's about, I think six of us that are on it all from different departments and everybody's kind of combing Instagram and the internet. And when we see it, it gets put into this text and everybody gets to say their piece. And uh, that's how we kind of vent our, right. It's not, it's not even frustration. It's more of a compliment <laughs> because yeah. it's like, man, I can't believe that uh, there's fake Instagram accounts out there that is dormy workshop based. And so there'll be, anytime we run a contest, there's a big influx of fake Instagram 
dorming workshop accounts, let alone the work that we've created over the whole seven years of from the Jersey numbers to repurposed in jerseys to doing all kinds of different things and baseball gloves, and all that stuff. There's, there's lots of mom and poppers that are out there that are being inspired by our work. And that's, that's how you have to look at it. It's, it's, it's awesome. And, and I applaud the people that are ready to take it on because we know how tough it is to, to get where we are. So it's like, yeah. go for it. <laughs> Absolutely. If we can stay on the, before we move on from the professional sports aspect, I was reading an article, how you guys met Tom Brady's parents. Um, you had built a, and I guess his dad asked you to kind of source it or build a custom head cover for him. Is that, is that right? And that's how the, is that how the goat one got created? Uh, it existed actually. Uh, and, and we had it there uh, on there and he came over and he grabbed it and he was like, I need one of these, uh, but I want you to put TO on it. And, you know, I instantly went to, you know, trial Owens. Right. Right. And I was like, why does this, why does he want TO on it? And he was like the original Tom Brady. <laughs> so <right>. he, <laughs> he wanted it for himself. He was the original. So, uh, um, yeah, that was a kind of cute story of, uh, uh how we met, uh, Tom Brady's dad. That is uh that's pretty cool. Like I've seen, like you mentioned Instagram, I've seen a couple posts on Instagram of obviously Tom Brady's been in the match and like um a couple people playing at like Augusta or something, and he's got his like Super Bowl numbers stamped on the ball and whatnot. So I thought connecting with Tom Brady being such a big golf fan or a big golfer himself would be uh would be a pretty cool, uh pretty cool experience. So did you guys end up creating something for his dad at all, or or did you or did you just uh let him take yeah. the one that he picked up? No, we did do something, and and uh, and also that day, uh, John Elway came through. Remember that time? Who? Oh, yeah, John Elway. That was in the John same. Elway, yeah. yeah, yeah, same same thing. So it was, it was cool to meet those guys, and and uh, John Elway's big guy. He'd actually his bicep was completely torn, so he had no bicep um, there, and uh, but he was out just ripping the ball uh, on the course. So yeah, yeah, we've worked with lots of cool people over the years, and and certainly. I mean, there's no greater than uh, Tom Brady or Tom Brady's dad. So for he's sure. a legend. I'm, there was I'm, a Super Bowl where we had both quarterbacks because it was Mahomes and Brady, right? Wasn't that, wasn't that the Super Bowl? At one year? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we had both those guys using our gear. And uh, I mean, that alone would, would, if you said to us seven years ago, <laughs> you'd have two quarterbacks playing the Super Bowl using your equipment, we'd be like, I, I don't even understand. Yeah. I think. That's, what uh, what road would have ever gotten us down that to, to to climb that mountain? Yeah, like what what prepares you for that type of uh, that type of work? Right? Do you guys get nervous working with any clients anymore? I mean, nervous it's always always exciting, right? I mean, Jeff, yeah. like we did uh, one of the ex presidents, uh, George W., and uh, that was probably the highest political ranking. Uh, customer we've ever had i can't think anybody more famous than him no can i uh can i ask you an impossible question i'm sure you've been asked this one before but for me like i was kind of looking through kind of i've been following the page on my personal one especially we've been doing the podcast a year now like i said episode number 50 but i've been following on my personal one for for years now um i connected with you guys we were talking when you guys were at chester playing some golf and uh i i feel like my favorite one that sticks out to me is probably the beer cart head cover i don't know i just love it the game changer so 
um, I like that one a lot, but is there, is there a favorite for either one of you guys or a piece that you've made that you've, that you've really liked? I like the first, like the original, like the OG putter cover too, from like, that was probably back in like 2015 or 16, just the straight, like brown leather with the logo. I like that one a lot too. A tough question. Yeah. Uh, a really tough question. Uh, I'd say generally for me, it would come to ones that have personal, you know, a personal <laughs> meaning to it and, and one that. I get more attached to. So, um, yeah, I mean, probably I, you know, again, I was a big Lowry fan and I had a Raptors cover that only he and I had and, uh, that, that was, yeah, it was a cool Jersey cover and, and one that, uh, yeah, we put our own spin on it and it was just super unique. But then again, like we, we talked about this, uh, the other day as well, which was, there was a samurai cover that got put out there that was, so far from anything we'd ever done and and again showed how creative the staff are and and when the team puts their mind to something like you know anything's possible and this thing was just uh you know completely next level and it should be in a museum or traditional leather weaving for the armor and and uh you know the black one kind of the eyes and the two swords is that the one i'm thinking of it is. Uh, it no I didn't have swords. No, yeah, no, no swords. Yeah, no. like a man shoes. A helmet. Helmet. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the Paul Casey. Uh, one, the one that Paul Casey had on his bag was pretty cool too. That was like a that was like a ninja one as well, I think, right? Oh yeah, the ninjas are definitely one of our. I, I would say that would be in my top five nice. yeah. all time. What about yeah. you, Todd? Do you got one like, at all? Uh, yeah, I man. I mean. They're, they're like Jeff said, it's, it's tough to, to pick one. Um, I, I do like having uh, crazy work, Bob Vokey, and we've, we've done um, we're on our 17th collection with the alignment sticks for Titleist. So I've been with those guys since 2015, I think, running, running that kind of uh, collection. And so what happens with those, they, they want samples built. And we ship them samples, but we keep one because we need to understand if they okay it, we need to make sure we can match it, right? Yeah. So there, there's a fair amount that they say no to. And so we basically have a whole collection of rejected Bob Vokey Limestick covers that are one of in the world with the Titleist Dormy Workshop tag. Wow. And they're, they're all laying around in the shop. So every now and again, I'll just pop one on my clubs and I know that this is the only Titleist product other than the one that somebody else has down in California. Um, there's two of them in the world. So those are pretty cool. Uh, All right. So before we uh, let you guys go, um, I'm wearing my, uh, I'm trying to show my East coast pride here today. I am a honorary East coast uh, lifestyle or whatever you may want to call it. Uh, I will 100% uh, definitely be retiring down there with my wife. We absolutely love the uh, the East Coast, so um, who's Bryce's uh, cousin. So um, wearing the Garrison hat today, you guys have the uh, an affiliation with them, the Mulligan Light. I think the the YouTube video is amazing, so I'm going to link it for anybody in the description. Go check it out. Um, I I love watching it. So how was that process for you guys working with the brewery? Because that's like Garrison is kind of like um, it's hard to explain, but it's like they're like royalty down there. So uh, what was that like for you guys? It, it was an introduction from a friend of ours, uh, Joachim Stroink, and he had said, and have you ever done any work with Garrison? And I was like, no, but it, it sounds like a no-brainer because we were both on the same street on Barrington. And so we ended up meeting with uh, Brian Titus, the president, 
and we just hit it off. We had some beers. We started kind of just talking about entrepreneurship and, and uh, we had a lot of synergy and, and a lot of common values, you know, with community. And so, uh, I mean, Jeff, that's pretty much how it all started, wasn't it? There was, it, it yeah, was I mean, first meeting. We had, yeah, we had, uh, we've been talking about beers and gym beers with a couple of our friends with breweries and, you know, they were still in that, uh, you know, really infancy stage of their businesses. And um, when we met Brian, it was just like instantly we knew uh, just his vibes were so good. And uh, that the, I, obviously their beers are delicious and they have tons of them and their artwork's cool. And we had gone to their, their new place on Oxford and uh, he, he took us around, showed us a spot. And, and again, they're so closely aligned with, their love for artwork and, you know, pushing the envelope that, uh, that this seemed like a no brainer. Yeah. I liked, then- uh, I liked being in the shop. Sorry there. I, uh, I found it like a really cool experience. The last time I was in there, they were just renovating it to expand. Um, so I haven't got to see kind of the new, uh, like what they've done with the new side of it. They, I think they had bought the restaurant beside and they had expanded into that as well. So I'm definitely looking forward to getting back down and checking it out. Yeah, I mean, their their retail spaces are are definitely some of the most original, unique uh, experiences to go into because you just go in, you look around, and there's just every little uh, cubby hole has something that's you know it kind of reminds you of something that you'd see out in a ski town that has you know lots of old bibs from say the World Cup or and some boots and skis. I mean, it's just that's that's how they kind of operate, and that that's a lot of Halifax businesses are like that. So um, it was pretty awesome to be able to link up with them because, like, as you say, they are kind of the kingpin of uh, East Coast uh, breweries. Yeah, they just seem to be a staple. Like I've got uh, four like really good friends down there, and each one of them mentioned like you have to go over, walk down to the end of the pier, keep going, you'll run into it, and uh, stop in and have <laughs> yeah. a flight or whatever it may be. Um, again, this is episode number fifty of On the Screws podcast, guys. This has uh, been a great journey for us. We've been doing it about a year now. Um, you know, hopefully we can create something somewhat like uh, you guys have been able to do. Um, really appreciate you guys taking the time, Bryce and I. Uh, we're really happy to have you guys on. Um, really great that we were able to get you onto as, as well, Jeff, um, before you guys go, can we give a kind of like a little shout out, any of the socials, any way we can get connected with you guys. This episode is if you're listening now on the Friday night, when it's released, you guys will have just had your Christmas cut off, I believe, which was November 15th, uh, to cut Ooh, off any Christmas cut off. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming up. Already. It's so hard to, you know, it seems mean to do, you know, it just, uh, <laughs> cut off, but you know, because you want to get stuff. <laughs> Yeah. you want to get stuff to everyone but um we just know that uh good things take time and uh you know in order to be realistic that was the time but yeah i think November people 50th. understand i mean you guys are hand making all these things i mean i get they get it i'm sure you're yeah. not whipping these things out by a machine so yeah. no we will uh we'll definitely try and i'll try and clip this part here and, and get it out for anybody uh that might be checking out our our podcast that aren't already following you guys um at uh dormy workshop i guess awesome. over on instagram um so again if you are when you're listening to this podcast i will have just cut off the christmas stuff but you're always definitely taking orders but we'll uh we'll try and get uh get a couple people that might be interested over before that 15th cutoff date um did i get that right dormy workshop over on uh oh nice <laughs> Yeah, uh, at Dormy Workshop is our Twitter and Instagram handle. And uh, and then you can find us on the web at uh, dormyworkshop.com. 
very cool. We're just looking at the play yellow invitation there that uh, that Todd had up. That's uh, that's pretty cool. So when is that, See, that, event, when is that event happening? Yeah. Well, we'll be we'll be in Florida on that Friday when this when this podcast comes out, and then the, uh, the it's kind of a summit for all the people that have done play yellow events across North America. So everybody comes in, kind of has a big uh, you know kind of brainstorming session to share. I guess best practices and and uh and then also play some golf we're going to get a chance to meet the legend um jack and and, uh, barbara so it's going to be pretty cool that is uh that is pretty amazing i was listening to james duthie's interview with him and he was saying he's not playing much golf anymore but uh i'm sure he'll get out and uh and swing it a little bit so if you haven't already jeff just mentioned the uh the instagram handle check it out i know you guys put it will probably put some stuff out on your story uh jeff todd thank you guys so much really appreciate you coming on um this is two-thirds of the uh team who created uh dormy workshop so thanks a lot guys really appreciate it yeah, thank you all right and we will uh we'll link uh the website and everything below guys uh if anybody wants to go check it out um just scroll down below whether you're on uh instagram or you're over on on the screws podcast over on youtube or any of your streaming platforms just go below click their website check out their stuff it's uh it's pretty incredible stuff thanks a lot guys amazing guys thank you take care He's out in my ball and of course so I tee up uh, I lose the ball and I re-up yeah. I miss the fairway, I probably end up in the ocean Or maybe the beach And I'm on a part five and I'm finna go reach it, reach it. Second was blind, I ain't see it yeah. Feel like it might be an average